0: hello friends welcome to the podcast it's the jrpg report episode 132 and holy chocobo guys straight out of nowhere internet rumors were correct we have been revealed final fantasy 16 is a thing it's coming and it's coming exclusively to ps5 and in small Quotations PC. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, guys. I can't help but be crazy excited about this new upcoming game, and we're going to give you all the details that we know about it so far, as well as my initial reactions to the four-minute trailer that was unveiled at yesterday's PlayStation Showcase. They <laughs> threw it out there right off the bat, didn't waste anytime. So I'll kind of walk you through <laughs> my experience with it. I was, uh, texting with my brother during it. Cause we, we've done this for all the, the PS five showcases. They've been really fun so far. And I'll be honest when it first popped up, I, I texted this to him. I said, Oh, it's just, um, a new version of final fantasy 14. <laughs> and I wonder how many people thought the same thing as and rightfully so, because it is being made by producer Naki Yoshida or Ishida. I'm not sure. How, I'm terrible Japanese. You guys know this. Who is the director for Final Fantasy XIV? So that initial screen's very much reminded me of XIV. Obviously, it looks a lot better um, at the very beginning of the trailer. It does say it is running on a PC. Emulating PS5 um, hardware or something like that, which makes sense as they've not had the system that long. They've been working on it for a while. The trailer is impressive, to say the least. If you have not seen it, you need to head over to the JRPG Report YouTube channel and check it out so you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, like I said, it definitely has a feel of 14, which is what they were going for. Um, He has mentioned uh, when it was rumored that he was going to be making this game that he wanted, this was a while ago, uh, where is the quote, what they wanted? (laughs) I'm sorry, I should have had this one. Basically, they wanted less machines and more fantasy in it. And that is certainly the feel. It has an earlier Final Fantasy feel to it. Uh, You're not going to see any cars in this one um, and the crystals are back and back in a big way in this one the 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 thing that's going to grab you the most from this one is they're got they, they call them icons in this one but the summons they are giant and awesome looking and very familiar so it's kind of really hard to tell what the trailer is going on about uh, without any real context to it um, I will tell you this while and maybe you feel this way, maybe you don't. Everybody's going to feel differently about this one. I am excited that this game is coming out, of course. As an old school fan, I was really hoping for something more uh, in a turn-based battle system. However, I know that's not where they were going with it. I was hoping as well, if they weren't going turn-based, that maybe it was something more akin to ff Seven. Remaster, which or remake, (laughs) remake. Um, I enjoyed that battle system, that was fine. It appears, and this is just what I've gained. I've watched the trailer like four or five times. It does appear it does look a little bit more like 15. Uh, the the character is even kind of warping around, doing some attacks, not a true warp, but he's definitely flashing from points to points and going in a very fast. And Gamitsu even says it is a single player action RPG. So they're not distinguishing it as being anything other than that. And when you see the, the trailer, you're going to think it's an action RPG as well. The reaction has been quite mixed to it from people that I've talked to on Twitter and seen various uh, responses to it. There are a bunch of people that are very excited and and there's also a bunch of people that are like, oh, man, this is the direction I'm going. So the game has me hooked on its look and feel. The story looks really cool, what they're trying to do there. And then you see it in action, and you're like, oh man, look at this awesome, like there's a Marlboro uh, battle. And it looks incredible. But the guy is just zipping around like crazy and... Also, obviously, this is just one trailer. You don't see anybody else in the battles. It is definitely, and at least in this one, it's it's actually one-on-one. I'm sure there will be more monsters at some point. But there's uh, that beast battle, and there's also a battle. It's more like a dragoon-type character, and it is one-on-one now. Maybe these are just spliced that there is actually a party element to it. So... I am, I am extremely torn about this, and I I will err on the side of this is the first trailer, and it's meant to get you excited and not dismayed, so I will very much hold off any more judgment onto it. They say the next big reveal is going to be next year in 2021. I am a little surprised that it came out when it did, but being a PS5 quote-unquote exclusive, I'm also not surprised Either So here are the messages uh, first from producer uh, Yoshida. He says, um, Final Fantasy 16 producer. That's right. Just producer. <laughs> Naoki Yoshida here. How did you enjoy the trailer? The exclusive footage comprises both battles and cut scenes running in real time represents but a fraction of what our team hasn't accomplished since the development on this all-new Final Fantasy game. In that span, the team's sky- size has grown from a handful of core members to a full-fledged unit that continues to polish and build upon what they have created so far, all to provide an experience unmatched in terms of story and gameplay. Our next big information reveal is scheduled for 2021, so in the meantime, I expect everyone to have fun speculating as for what we have... A lot in store, not only for Final Fantasy 16, but also for 14 as well. Needless to say, we'll be working hard on both of those. And here is director Hiroshi Takai. He is the director. When Final Fantasy 1 was released, I was just another player, a young student with big dreams. By the time Final Fantasy V was in the works, I'd earned myself a seat at the developer's table, albeit at the very end. And from there, I moved online, leaving my mark on both Eleven and Fourteen, and now Sixteen. From the establishment of this all-new development environment, from learning the in-and-outs of the PlayStation Five, the team and I have taken on countless challenges during our journey to bring you the sixteenth chapter in the storied Final Fantasy franchise. And though we're pouring our hearts and souls into this project each and every day, it may still be some time before you can get it in your hands. However, I promise it'll be worth the wait. That's, I have speculated before, I didn't actually anticipate it being announced quite this early, but I've kind of ballparked it at 2024. I don't see any reason to really come off that estimate because I do believe that Remake Part 2 is coming out before this game. Although having seen it, it does appear to be at least a further along than I thought it was. So, um, maybe we get it before that. I don't know, but yeah, definitely check out the trailer. I'd love to hear your guys reactions on this one. Um, we're going to be doing later on today. I'm actually recording with Jordan for a Sunday special tonight. I'm going to get his Thoughts on it? I've told him he needs to watch it, so hopefully he does. Otherwise, it could be a a one-sided conversation. But uh, one of the taglines of the game is, The Legacy of the Crystals has shaped our history for long enough. It does appear to be some sort of internal battle between different factions and what they want to do, which has always been kind of a storyline from the Final Fantasy games is you've got protectors of the crystal and you've got those who want to destroy them. So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But yeah, I'd love to hear y'all's reaction to it. It kind of, uh, like I said, it blew me away. The mere fact that it was announced, I was not anticipating that, but I wasn't sure where this week was going to go. As I mentioned before, TGS coming up, I didn't think we'd get a whole lot. And instead, we have this giant bit of information to talk about, as well as tons of other stuff. You guys are going to want to stick around to the very end of episode 132. It's going to be a good one. There were a few other games that were shown off during the uh, PlayStation showcase. Uh there was a new uh trailer for Demon Souls, the, the remake of it that come out. We've talked before about how I'm not really sure how JRPG is shadish. and that's a question that uh, I'm going to raise at the end of this podcast. Actually, we'll talk about that just a little bit later. Of you know, what exactly is that line? What do you consider to be one, and what is not one? I've always kind of leaned towards the you know the uh, Demon Souls, Dark Souls games are not true JRPGs. Um People would argue against that, and that's okay. Anyway, that's the only one that came out of there. Um, was FF16 now today? We had the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. We've got some good things out of it before, and today did not disappoint. We've got more than a few things to talk about of it. And first and foremost is the Skya 6 gets announced out of nowhere. Uh, we shared a few weeks ago that there was that image and that the game was Probably going to be announced at some point well it was announced today disguise six defiance of destiny has been announced for this was it was announced for the switch because this was a Nintendo switch partner showcase uh, a few hours later it was also revealed this is coming to PlayStation four. As well, and is due out in summer of 2021. So, yeah, we're talking PS5. It's coming out. Uh, it was also announced it's coming out November 12th for you guys. Uh, 3.99 digital, 4.99 for the um, the real system. <laughs> and so, there are going to be plenty of games coming out still for PlayStation 4. Don't think that just new system means the end of anything. So, again, yeah, Disguise Six, this Defiance of Destiny. Coming out, um, oh, what does this say? Will launch for both. Why does it say summer 2021? Um, oh, it's in, I see, I see. Okay, so it will launch for both platforms on January 28th, 2021 in Japan. The West will get it in the summer. That's interesting. Um, did not realize that distinguishes So here is the new All About It this is the first new disguise game in six years. Meet Zed. He's a zombie that has risen above them all, except for one, the God of Destruction. Features such as Super Reincarnation, 3D Visuals, which is a first for the series, and adjustable gameplay settings make this a perfect game for both new and old of fans. Here are the key features from the grave to glory. Join Zed in his quest to rise above his lowly status and challenge a god of destruction. Along the way, meet zany characters, explore chaotic new worlds, and discover the power of sibling bonds determination <laughs> they say it is undying and unstoppable experience over-the-top tactical combat complete with insane special attacks and a wide variety of allies to allies to choose from and when things get too hairy use super reincarnation to help keep you trying until you succeed there is a netherworld for everyone play at your leisure and even on the go with customizable gameplay features such as auto retry, and replay. Both new and returning players can cast an HL-raising experience that fits their uh, lifestyle. They say diving into the sky has never been easier. Uh, They mentioned in the trailer that went along for this, of course everything we talk about is going to have a trailer from these showcases. I believe they said there were new um, level caps of like ninety nine million or is that right there's there's all kinds of craziness. you'll definitely want to check out the um, announcement trailer, but uh I think they say like damage can go up to like nine hundred ninety nine quadrillion Ugh. just numbers that that don't make any sense. This guy has always been kind of famous for doing crazy stuff like that now, there also was an appearance from um returning characters Fleon and Laharl. I'm not sure if I said those ones correctly. Um, They both appear about the 46 second mark in the video. Um, So while this is a new, new, you know, characters in the series, there's also going to be some returning ones as well. And of course... No game will be complete without a limited edition. (laughs) So if you head over to the NIS America storefront, there is a collector's edition that you can pre-order for $99.99. There's also some more affordable items like a Cerberus plush, in case you don't quite have that. The collector's edition comes with a physical copy of the game and a steelbook case to hold it in. There's also the Defiance of Dissonance soundtrack CD with music from the game and a behind-the-scenes art book. Uh the pin set gives you pins of Zed, his sister Bianco, and their dog, <laughs> dog Cerberus. You also have a 28 inch by 40 inch cloth poster showing the whole cast from the game. Uh, there's also other merchandise in there. There's a thousand-piece puzzle for $25. Bucks. Um, the Cerberus plush goes for $39.99. There's also a Zed's Squad shirt with the three-character shadows on it for 30 bucks, And a hoodie will go for about 65 All those items will ship in summer 2021 along with the game in the West. So, yeah, kind of um big surprise there. Disgaea getting announced and, and not too much longer. I mean, if four months in Japan, it'll be out. And then uh, summer 2021 in the west so i know there's a lot of you guys out there that have been waiting patiently for a new to sky game some of the old ones have been re-released so you've got something to kind of hold you over until then so yeah hopefully you guys are excited don't forget to check out that trailer over on the jrpg report youtube channel also during the nintendo mini direct we got news of not one but two new monster hunter games For the Switch, the first is called Monster Hunter Rise, and it will launch on March the 26th of next year. Here is the about via Capcom. Monster Hunter Rise is an action RPG that will transport players to the colorful Kamura Village, an all-new serene mountain locale that attracts visitors with its unique culture and innovative hunting technologies. After hunters equip their armor and select from one of the various weapon types, All new hunting grounds await, including the Reef's ancient shrine ruins and more. As players defeat monsters and progress through the game, items from fallen foes can be used to craft unique weapons and armor that will increase their chances of future success and survival. Hunters can tackle these challenges solo or with up to three other players in local and cooperative online play. Evolving the Monster Hunter series, Monster Hunter Rise will provide players with an innovative innovative set of tools to track down defeat threatening monsters the first time ever in a monster hunter game wire-based grappling actions can be performed by using a wire bug while standing or in midair adding an all-new level of aerial maneuverability to hunting strategies and attacks the player the game will also debut new hunting partners called palamutes personalized and rideable cayenne companions that will also provide players with a new set of attack options while feline palacios will return as support characters for actions like healing so we've got some cool stuff going on in this one of course there is uh the announcement trailer to go along with that one looks like a pretty cool um pretty cool game if you're interested in that of course you know where to go also, if you want a little bit more information and a little bit deeper dive into it, the developers hung around after the direct for the Monster Hunter Direct where they talked a little bit more about this game as well as the next one we'll talk about in just a moment. There is a physical and standard digital editions for the game that'll go for 60 bucks. A del- special deluxe edition and collector's edition are also being offered. The deluxe edition will go for $70. Um, they'll have a DLC pack included in that. And then there is the limited collector's edition physical only for ninety nine ninety nine. Uh We'll also include, let's see, a monster icon sticker pack, a Kimura mark enable, enamel pin, and an amiibo figure of the Magnimalio, which is the new flagship monster featuring the game, a fearsome foe indeed. So yeah, you'll want to check out, all about this one. It looks pretty cool. I've never really been a Monster Hunter guy, but uh, this one has been sorely missing from the Switches lineup, so I'm glad to see it make its way over there, along with this other title, and that is Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. It will launch in summer 2021 worldwide. Of course, the announcement trailer for that you'll Want to check out. I don't want to say it looks more kiddish, but it does have kind of a different art style to it. Uh, So here is an overview of the game Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin offers both RPG and Monster Hunter fans a unique new experience with a rich storyline featuring charming monsters, challenging quests, and friendly encounters with familiar monsters from the Monster Hunter series. Assuming the role of a young monster rider, who can use a kinship stone to form strong bonds bonds with monsters. Players can gain experience and improve their skills to form deeper connections with these wonderful creatures. When ready, players can embark on a memorable adventure filled with dramatic events and heartwarming friendships as the epic tale unfolds. So yeah, there's a little more story involved in, uh, in this one, hence the Monster Hunter Stories Title. So, yeah, you'll want to check that one out if you're looking forward to it. I believe this one is just for Switch, as far as I know right now. May get added to some different systems on down the road. And again, if you want to check out a little bit more about this one and the previous Monster Hunter title, you can check out that Monster Hunter Direct. I've got that on YouTube as well. So, you can head over there for all your Monster Hunter info. We'll talk about this last game that was mentioned from the Nintendo mini direct, and then we'll take a brief pause. Um, probably wouldn't talk about this one as early as, <laughs> as this in the podcast, if it wasn't attached to the Nintendo direct, but we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, rune factory five, it will launch for the switch in spring 2021 in Japan. And then they say sometime next year in the West, that is publisher exceed games and marvelous announced. Now, I know it's maybe not considered a true JRPG, but if you'll watch the trailer to this one, the battle system certainly looks like a tried and true. Uh, it is an action-based RPG, but it's got all those elements to it. it you know, you're going to say it's kiddish, and it's got the town-building elements to it and the romance stuff, blah, blah, blah. I understand that. But I also understand there's a lot of people who like this one and uh, will be curious about it. So here is the about. A new stage, a new adventure. The curtain rises on the next chapter in the Rune Factory series. They say to set off on a grand adventure in a fantasy world. The latest entry in the Rune Factory Simulation RPG series. After losing their memory, the hero lands in a small town blessed by nature. There, they are recruited into a band of peacekeeping rangers, and their new life begins. In addition to normal duties, a hero can farm the land, cast a line into a nearby river, and so much more. Team up with town folks to battle monsters and unleash powerful combination attacks. Just one of the new features to the series. So you can also, here are the other features. Tame monsters or team up with town folks to explore a massive world. Defend the frontier and support your community as a member of the Peacekeeping Ranger group. Unleash... Uniquely powerful combo attacks with your teammates, cultivate crops in the field, and, of course, find friendship, love, and family with a colorful cast of characters. And, uh, yep, you can go check out (laughs) the exclusive trailer for this one over on our YouTube channel. That's Room Factory 5 coming to the Switch in Spring 2021 Japan worldwide sometime next year. So, yeah, that's all that was announced Um, both at the PlayStation showcase and then today's Nintendo direct mini, all that stuff coming out in the past 24 hours. I did, (laughs) I thought I might have a small podcast, but yeah, that's just the beginning of it. We'll be back with part two in just a few minutes after I take a brief pause and a word from our sponsor anchor. Welcome back, friends. We are ready for part two, our second half of this JRPG Report episode 132. My name is James Fisher. As always, thank you for tuning in each and every week. We took a week off from the Sunday special last week, but we'll be back with a conversation with Jordan going on this Sunday. Don't forget, if you uh, just can't wait until this weekly podcast, you can, of course, Uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. All the stories I talk about are shared over there and perhaps in more in-depth. You can see sometimes images as well with those stories. And if you will subscribe to us on YouTube, you can get a direct everyday feed of all of the trailers that we talk about in addition to some other things like a video version of this podcast. If you would like to pretend to work and listen to this, um, as you're going about your day, uh, don't forget to give us a review on whatever platform you are listening to, uh, five stars would be preferred and you can, uh, that'll boost us up the rankings. So, Coming up in just a few more days, starting on September 22nd, is the Tokyo Game Show 2020 Online. One of the games that's going to be there, and we're actually going to get a new trailer as well as um, a first live look at uh, gameplay being played on uh, for Atelier Riza 2, Lost Legends, and The Secret Fairy but today we've got some new information and they're introducing a few more of the characters. Uh, returning is Lint Marsling. And an uh, image of him shows him uh, even more buffed up than he was in part two. He's grown his hair out a little bit. Clothes are looking a bit ragged as well. And they say he is a wandering warrior on a journey to improve his sword skills. He is Riza Tail and Boz's childhood friend. Now, three years ago, he left Currican Island on a journey to gain skill in combat. Whether it was a result of something that happened in the middle of his journey, his once cheerful demeanor has faded and now appears hardened. When he drops by the Royal Chapel, he runs into and Friends who invite him to join them on another adventure. Um, but it doesn't seem like... Well, he, it certainly shows plenty of screens with him along with the group. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to be quite the same person that he was, which is without diving too much into the story from part One. He definitely dealt with some some weird stuff from his father in particular and but uh he is he is aged, and you know, as many of us do, things can tend to change us a little bit. So they talk a little bit more about the systems of the game, and in particular exploring the ruins. Horizon um, embarks on a quest to explore the mysterious ruins that lay dormant around the royal capital in hopes of uncovering the truth behind the begone legends of the land. These ruins offer players unique puzzles to overcome, while discoveries made in the ruins unlock exciting new field actions, including the ability to ride monsters across the land. Ryza will have to rely on her exploration skills and her capable companions to guide her through the ruins. So that's pretty cool stuff. That's all, all kind of new stuff that uh, wasn't in the first one. Some of the images going along with it show um, a pretty detailed map that was I don't remember being like that in the first one. So that'll come in, come in handy to say the least. I'll put these images together into a little slideshow and show that on uh, YouTube here in the next day or so, so you can check those out if you don't feel like uh scrolling through and uh checking them out on your own Uh, koi tecmo of course will be at tgs 2020 and showing this game off along with some other ones and they, they are saying an unannounced title is going to be shown there don't know if it's going to be jrpg related or not um some other ones of interest to some of our listeners will be monster rancher one and two for switch and mobile platforms. And maybe there'll be some announcements as far as those There have been a lot of rumblings of people who have uh, in particular, I shared the uh, monster rancher two trailer. And a lot of people are like, Hey, we really want this game outside Japan. Don't know if that'll happen or not, but we shall see. So on September the 26th, is when that live stream for Arisa 2 is going to be going on. A new trailer and the first live gameplay for the game. So, I will have that for you guys. Uh, We'll probably have to do a special podcast for that. Maybe um, we'll just have to wait and see when exactly all that comes out for TGS. Um, The 26th is a Saturday. So, I don't know if that's going to work or not. (laughs) TJS always has some weird times and dates on things, so we may just bring you everything that we can next Thursday and uh, wrap it up as best as possible. Maybe even be like a later Sunday podcast just so I can get everything that's trickled out um, after that. You just have to be a little patient. We do like to usually have those Sunday conversations go on first thing Sunday, come out at 10 in the morning, but I don't see how that's going to be necessarily possible. That's kind of when I'm recording it. So yeah, we'll just have to wait and see and play that one by ear, but I'll keep you guys posted. Next week should be a lot of fun. We got a new trailer from NIS America and put developer for Falcom for Ye's 9 Monstrum Knots. This one introduces all the characters, including the Crimson King, White Cat, the Doll, Raging Bull, Hawk, Renegade, and the Mysterious Aprilis. So here's an overview of this one. Um, I invite you to check it out because it is a very good trailer and gets you kind of an idea about what's going on um, with these characters. Uh, Of course, it has Adol the Red and his companion, Dodge arriving at Baldu. Baldu uh, They say the name of the city in the trailer, and I've already forgotten exactly how they... Um, pronounce it so while he is imprisoned in this new uh, prison city he meets this mysterious woman Aprilis who shows up and proceeds to shoot him (laughs) and turns him into the monstrum which I believe is uh, going to be the Crimson King so he'll be that in uh, in this version of the game um Along with the fellow Monstrums, they need to fend off the fearsome threats emerging from the shadowy dimension called the Grimwald Nox. As well as unravel the mystery of this Monstrum curse and the truth behind the unrest. So you'll get to play, I believe, three characters at the same time and choose which one of these six characters that you'd like to play as. The trailer does a really good job of showcasing the different abilities. Um, You'll need to use certain ones. At certain times, I'm sure you'll have your favorites, but uh, you'll need to, uh, like, a White Cat can scale up um, up the sides of buildings. You'll need that for certain plays. Um, which one was it? Renegade? I believe uh can kind of see through walls and see treasure chests, so that could come in handy. At times as well. So you'll want to uh, check that trailer out and hopefully that'll get you excited about this one as it's finally making its way west on February the 2nd of 2021 in North America, February 5th in Europe, and our Oceana friends get it on February the 12th. Uh, that's for PlayStation 4, of course. Switch and PC owners, eh, you got to wait a bit longer. It's not going to be until summer of 2021. As promised a little while ago, we got some new information about the August announced new Neptunia game called Go Go 5 Gigan Game Neptune Reverse. (laughs) Like I said, I'm assuming we're going to get a new version of that name when it comes to the West. Compile Heart's newest game for the PlayStation 5. This is going to be the first entry in the series based on the May 18th released. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 Plus with additional arrangements, the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu revealed. And here are those first details about the game. Up to four characters can participate in battle. In addition to the original mode, which is similar to the original game, there is an arranged mode with a reworked game balance. Over 20 characters are available to use from the start of the game, regardless of progress. Stats and skills have been revised. A tutorial posted by Neptune has been added. And there is now a fishing mini game called Game Fishing that <laughs> has been added, which is an important element in the arrangement, apparently. You can read the scenario text from the original game as well. Release date has yet to be announced. Um, so, yeah, you can. Uh, You can check this one out at some point. I think it may be a while before we get it. If you choose to pre-order this one, at least in Japan, you'll get a download code for Neptunia Shooter, which uh, was a May 2019 released PC game. So I'm not sure if that's going to be available in the West or not. Most of this information is, of course, about the Japanese version of the game. So, yeah, this is a definitive version of Hyper Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 1 Plus. It's not necessarily a brand new game, but it's going to be a PlayStation 5 version of it. We'll have to see how this one looks as we get a little bit closer to, well, <laughs> whenever this one is actually uh, coming out. Uh, speaking of actual release dates, though, we got Fancy Star Online 2 Episode 5. It will launch on September the 30th in the West. Our friends over at Sega announced. Um, episode 5 brings quite a bit of new content and features. Um, you can now lay, <laughs> raise your player level cap to 90. There are new ARCS missions, new seasonal events, new Alliance quarters, new exciting titles to earn, new collection folder, new quest types, new areas to explore, new new s-grade augments the ability to transfer s-grade augments and the ability to add an l-ring skill up to 12 star units you can check out that announcement trailer doesn't show a ton of information it's more just a video uh, announcing that this one is coming Um, you can get this on uh, xbox one or pc in the west and available for everything in japan Still no word on whether this one's actually going to make its way to Switch or PS4 in the West or not. And again, that's Episode 5 of Phantasy Star Online 2, coming to the West on September the 30th. The latest entry in the Mercenaries Saga Tactical Simulation RPG series, Mercenaries Blaze Dawn of the Twin Dragons, will launch on the Nintendo eShop on October the 1st in Japan. This is for the Switch. Developer Rideon announced a playstation 4 version has yet to be dated there was a debut trailer for this one if you'd like to check it out head over to our youtube channel you can do that not any more information about that one but uh it's at least coming to japan once i hear about a western release if there is one i will pass it along to you as well, got another debut trailer. This one is for the sword creation action RPG Maglam Lord. It's from D3 publisher and developer Felistia. And they've also opened up their website so you can check out more information about this one. They say, In a world where immortal gods and demon lords fight to no end to dominate the realm, the demon lord of swords, who can mutilate and destroy, Even such high-ranking beings without question was strongly viewed by both sides as the enemy of the world. Eventually, the Demon Lord of Swords became surrounded by an alliance of gods and demon lords, and he was on the verge of being sealed by the Supreme God of Light and his mighty fist. However, there were other plans. Um, This one looks interesting. Um, I don't know. It kind of has... I want to say it kind of has a disguise look to the characters, but that's not really true either. Um, just have to wait and see. There is, I would invite you to check out the trailer for this one because it will kind of show a little bit better than I can uh, describe. Um, Unique-looking game. Kind of has some cool little JRPG elements to it. Um, there's a lot of information about the characters in that, so if you want to check it out, you can do that. I've got the link on the Facebook and Twitter page if you'd like to read a little bit more into this one. it's uh, Like I said, this is the first thing that we've really learned about it, so there's not a whole lot of information out there, but you can check it out and uh, see if it's something that you want to get into a little bit more. Um, Tomorrow, September the 18th, Square Enix will announce the Japanese release date for that mobile game version of Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, um, along with a new trailer. So, um, it, I wouldn't say it looks as good, uh, from the screenshots that I've seen, but it's pretty darn close to that Octopath Traveler look. a little bit less in terms of, uh, graphical quality, which is, you know, I would think that, a a, a high end, uh, mobile device could reproduce that look. So maybe it's been uh, shaped up. We'll see once we get that trailer coming out tomorrow, um, there is a new song that's been released as the game surpassed 500,000 pre-registrations. You can check that song out on our YouTube channel and, uh, I'll bring you guys this news next week. I guess when, uh, when we get that actual restate, we get the, uh, announcement about the announcement. Those are always, uh, fun to go over. Um, There's also a ton of new images released for Shin Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster, this time featuring the reasons, characters, and the city districts. So if you'd like to check that out, I've even done you the favor (laughs) of putting them all together into a slideshow. There's some uh, YouTube music behind there, and you can check that out, all the new images. The game continues to look pretty cool. It will be coming out for PlayStation Four and Switch on October 29th in Japan and spring 2021 in the West. I would read to you the uh, characters and city districts, but I can't pronounce any of them. <laughs> um, I would do it no uh, no justice at all by trying to by trying to do that. Um, lastly, we got a. Four new trailers for Genshin Impact as we get closer to that September twenty eighth release date. Um, two of them were story trailers, so if you don't want to check those out, I understand. They're not really. I'm going to ruin anything for you. Just kind of give you some background um, before the game comes out. Now we talked last week about the uh, those three new characters. And I was like, ah, I think only this one's going to be playable. There's the only one that we have any information for and shown in battle. Well, I was incorrect <laughs> as uh, both quag I guess that's how you say her name, and Mona are both playable characters, and there are trailers showing them in action. Um, Mona definitely has much more magic to her, and I'll be honest, looks really cool in terms of some of the effects that she can do. She is an astrologer, but she's got quite uh quite a good bit of magic whereas and i guess I'm saying this correctly uh k e q i n g so anytime you got a q without a u, it's a little bit a little bit weird now she is a uh, fast action sword wheeler, but uh, also has some magical properties to her as well. So I'd invite you to check those trailers out if you are looking forward to this one. If you are tired of hearing me talk about it, you shouldn't have to much longer as the game will be out and I'll be enjoying it for free on my uh, PlayStation 4. That has always been one of the draws about this one is it's a free-to-play. Looks really cool. I enjoyed the beta and I'm very much looking forward to playing it to hold me over until Cold Steel 4 comes out at the end of October, it's hard to believe it's going to be that close away. So the last thing I kind of want to touch on, and I know uh, the one story I'd shared on our Facebook group was going to be talking about Persona 3. I'll save that conversation for another day when we've got a little bit less to talk about. Um, maybe we get some more information at Tokyo Game Show even, perhaps. That'd be kind of cool. So I'm in that kind of weird limbo stage. I'm sure you guys go through this where, you know, you got a game coming out in a week or two and you beat the game that you've been playing for a while and you're like, well, what am I going to do? You know, do I want to get into a really long game? I know I really don't have enough time to beat it before this new one comes out that I want. That's always the struggle and the backlog That's what it's for, but then you have to still make that decision of what do you have time to play and what do you want to play? I just wrapped up um, Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, uh, first and second chapter. I'm not playing the third one as I know it's long, and um, even Jordan has told me I, I should play it and I will play it. I know I don't have time to just yet before Genshin comes out, and from what I've heard, it's kind of just a uh, a filler in. It's not necessarily um required to play. So I'm not going to. I just put it off. So I've been <laughs> staring at my collections and backlogs and going through the digitals to decide what I want to play. The struggle is real. My wife just you know say, like, Don't you have anything to play? It's like, yeah, I've got all these things to play. Well, what do I want to? And I finally decided on one. And I think it's going to be just the perfect length. And hopefully some of you guys rejoice when you hear that. I'm going to try to knock out in the next 11 days or so near Automata. I got into it last night. And I I, I thought I would enjoy it. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. It is such a unique game. And first and foremost... It is the very blurriest line of JRPG I've ever played. (laughs) Um, It has a few elements to it that I think can easily put it into that category. And then it's got a whole lot of them that pushes it way outside (laughs) of what we consider to be one. Um, But what's more important is it's a ton of fun. Um, it's one of the most unique gameplay experiences I've ever done. I mean, the very first thing you do is basically a top-down shooter game. Uh, <laughs> and don't don't let that turn you off, as I, I enjoy those games anyway. And it quickly turns into a couple different things. It shifts uh, perspective on you quite a bit, whereas most of the time the camera is falling behind you for third-person combat. A couple times it kind of takes the isometric view to it even top down and can actually turn some battles into <laughs> shooter type battles overhead as well. Like I've never played anything like it. The boss battles are so over the top and fun. So I am I'm after one night, I'm officially recommending you play this game if you've not already. You're going to have probably the same reaction that I do as like, okay, (laughs) I see all this. It is, it's fun. And it, like I said, it really opens up the debate on what a JRPG is and what it can be. Um, I just, I, I don't know what to classify it as other than a action RPG out of Japan with a ton of different elements to it. That's a lot, a lot of fun. I am hooked immediately. I hope it doesn't take me too long to beat. I don't think it will, um, but any of you guys who have played it before can at least kind of sort of understand what I am, uh, talking about. So if you're curious about it, I'll be live streaming it, um, most nights, um, Not tonight, because we're going to be recording, but most nights. And if you want to check it out or check out my replays, it'll be on YouTube as well. So, yeah, that's that. We got Tokyo Game Show starting next week. It's hard to say exactly how much we're going to have come Thursday. But whatever we do, it's going to be exciting. (laughs) I didn't anticipate today's podcast. Like, the past 24 hours took it from a pretty good podcast to... So much information. We kind of just barely scratched the surface on some of these things. And I hope you guys will enjoy our Sunday conversation. Me and Jordan, we can talk in a lot of Legend of Heroes, but I want to get into Final Fantasy 16 a little bit with him and I invite you guys to give your feedback as well. I'd love to hear it. Maybe we can talk about it in a future podcast. Uh, don't forget, if you've got a listener review for a game you played recently, or even you know just any great JRPG, I'd love to hear it. Uh, it'd be cool if it was something that was recent that we talked about, but um, like Jordan's doing one on uh, the Geofront translation and mod for the Crossbell game in The Legend of Heroes, which is not easy to do, and... There's a bit of a technical limitation to it, so I'd love to hear his thoughts on that. So Obviously, that's a game that came out quite a while ago. So if it's something you played, just a great JRPG for the first time, and you want to give a review for it, I think that'd be kind of cool, too. You can type it out, or you can record it. Either one, it's up to you. So that's going to do it for episode 132. Hope you have enjoyed it, and we will see you guys again in one week for Tokyo Game Show. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, get back out there and level up.